the company should never need to know in advance which one is the responsible agency. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Martin, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Sylvan, for inviting me. You are the head of SME policy at the State Secretariat of Economic Affairs here in Switzerland, in short, SECO. And you and your team are also the brains and the people behind the e-government solution in Switzerland, EasyGov. So maybe to start with the first question, why is an e-government solution actually necessary? What's the rationale behind that? Yeah, e-government for companies means and wants to make their life easier. It should be quick. It should be anytime, 24 hours a day, and that you can find everything easily at one place. For the company. Got it. And what was like the, the take that you said, hey, now we really need to push this topic. What was, you know, the, the goal or the, the reason that you actually started to put money, time and effort into such a solution? Well, the opportunity was clear and the need was clear too, but nobody was doing it. So we felt we had to do it because it needed a unique combination of uh, skills on the technological side, but then also possibility on the political level to act. Right. We're going to dig deeper into these two topics, but first we want to know what EasyGov actually is. So you started in uh, 2017. That's when you launched in November 2017. So what does the platform actually offer to startups and companies in general? Yes, the platform aims to offer everything a company needs during its lifetime when it comes to business to government interaction. All of these, uh, what it needs first to establish a company mm -hmm. and then afterwards all kinds of permits uh, that you need to, to function. So that could be like changing your business registry entry. Uh, that could be to get uh, a support uh, for a guaranteed, guaranteed loan by the government. Uh, that could be various kinds of, of such type of uh, uh, business to government interactions. Mm -hmm. Are there also specific areas where you say this is not what EasyGov is designed for? So also specific topics where you say, well, this might make sense, but this is really not our focus. So on purpose, we don't offer these services. Not really. Well, we, we, we focus on business to government. So, of course, business to business, we are not uh, including. Right. Uh, we also have to see that we keep a competitive neutrality. Mm -hmm. when it comes to business uh, offerings. Uh, so that is not included. However, all the applications to governments, that's, uh, that's uh, what, we are, what we are aiming at. Of course, step by step, because there are a lot of government uh, applications and, and, and decisions. And uh, it's, a, it's a step by step process. Got it. We will look at the, the functionalities in more detail a bit later on. We had one question that came from the audience. You know, people always like to compare and Estonia was mentioned very often. So people also asked like, is Switzerland not a bit late to the digital party if you compare ourselves to Estonia? How do you see that? Yeah, when you go back a few years, I would say at that time, Estonia was definitely ahead uh, of, uh, of Switzerland. Uh, today, I'm, I'm not as sure anymore. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, of course, 
we are still lacking important fundamentals for e-government, digital government in general. However, when it comes to the platform, uh, easygov.swiss, and we compare that with the platforms of other countries, which we have done, and we also had uh, uh, our own employees to get uh, access to these. They got registered so that we could look inside uh, the application because one always have to be a little bit careful, not just to judge it based on the nice website, but you have to go inside and then you have to go through a process and see how is it done. And if we compare that, we would say uh, easygolf.swiss is doing a very good job. Got it. You mentioned the the things, the fundamentals that are still lacking. What are you thinking about in in that regard? Like what is still missing in terms of e-government? Yeah, the key element is uh, government regulated electronic identity. That is the key element missing. And together with that or combined with that is then that uh, the electronic signature uh, becomes more widespread. Now, these are two, their electronic signature already exists today. However, it's not widespread. People don't use it, people don't have it, uh, and it is a, it's a cumbersome process to get there. Mm-hmm. When we get the electronic identity, then it will be much easier first, even to conclude contracts or, um, or uh, finalize applications without a signature because the system will recognize who is on the other side and if that other side says yes i agree uh, to something you know click on a box they will it will be like uh, a signature and there where by law a signature is requested uh, for these situations then we have the electronic signatures but all these hinge on that very crucial element. And so we often at the moment uh, still have uh, uh, the situation where people do have to, uh, if they don't have an electronic signature, they do have to sign a paper, unfortunately. I also wonder about the challenge now. We talked about the challenge of not having a a digital identity, basically. Uh, Another challenge that you could see in Switzerland is, you know, the the way that our uh, system is set up with all the different cantons that probably also want to have a say in developing the solution and so on. So in what way has that also supported or actually hindered the development uh, of EasyGov? Yes, a federal system as... uh... Switzerland knows it with the three layers. You have the, the, the city level, you have the cantonal level, and you have the federal level. Each of these three levels works very independently. And I would say, in addition to that, each of these three levels have, of course, different ministries and services, and they also work largely independently of each other. Uh, so each one is doing their own platforms and, and doing their own initiatives. So we have a multitude of, uh, of, of uh, digital initiatives uh, in, in, in Switzerland. And that uh, certainly, in a certain way, makes it more difficult to provide an integrated um, offer. Uh, to the company. That would be much easier if you're in a central state or in a very small central state like uh, like Estonia or, or other countries who are more central. However, I would I would like to to draw the attention to that um, any type of platform must recognize that it is not the only platform, and it is always part of some larger ecosystem. Uh, 
However broad and large and good a platform is, it is not the only one. And those who start with a more centralized approach, they, it usually takes them very long time to understand this. And then it's usually a big challenge for them to, to change the philosophy of their platform to become just a part of, of an ecosystem. Meanwhile, in our situation, it takes, it's slower to build up, but we build it up from the beginning part of an ecosystem and not believing that this is the only platform that exists and, and it's everything that exclusively works through there. No, we have to think about how do we work together with other platforms. And that's an, that's an important part, which I think over the longer term will be a big advantage. Uh, that uh, EasyGolf will have. Yeah, and you already implement that by design from the start. Yes. That's the huge advantage that you have. So how do you actually integrate with all these different levels? Do you provide any APIs or how do you integrate with the, the cantonal or the city level, uh, for example? Yes, at the moment we have about five different integration patterns, how a service can be uh, integrated into uh, easygolf.swiss and uh, that integration pattern uh, largely depends on the digital maturity of the uh, of the other uh, of the partner um, and also if the other partner has some strong opinion how the integration should be done that can also be the case, but so we are, you know, we are working with uh, with partners that actually say have a very low maturity uh, level uh, of um, digital maturity, and they want to have that at the end of the day, a paper goes out, signed by hand, put in a in a mailbox, and sent in uh, by mail. That is unfortunate. However, okay. That is possible, you know, that we can say if you have process X and it has to go to, uh, to the agency A, then you have to have the letter. Meanwhile, if you have the process X and it goes to agency B in another canton, mm -hmm. they are on, a, on the, let's say, in our view, like on, a, on, a, on the highest level of maturity, which means they have an API integrated. We connect directly to the API. We transmit all the structured data. We get the structured data back and represent everything, including signatures, the electronic signature, if necessary. Uh, all this uh, happens then differently. But then... Our system can, can accommodate to all maturity levels of the various uh, agencies, yeah. which w at the same time, we hope that over time, uh, the general level increases uh, everywhere. Do you already see a trend going in that direction since you launched in 2017? Yes, definitely. We see that uh, uh, the API, people understand slowly that this is where we are generally heading to um, and even if they are not yet at that level uh, th at least that they understand that the transmission of structured data is to their own uh, great benefit right in, in what way if they don't understand that <laughs> well <laughs> um, well, for, for us, it's obvious, and, and maybe for you too, Silvan, uh, it, it's obvious that um, if we send structured data uh, in an electronic format, then 
this data can be uh, automatically transferred into the database uh, of the of the agency and uh, the quality of the data that is transmitted and that is integrated into the database is much higher than if you send let's say a pdf that has to be scanned and then put into a database there can be all kinds of errors or even worse if you send a letter and somebody is typing this stuff and this still happens it still happens uh, so the, the, the agencies at the various level of, of maturity degrees make their own steps. You know, some understand, well, okay, we have to get into the structured data business. Uh, we have to have databases that are, are, are well done. Uh, then they understand that actually they don't need all these data typists who are putting the data manually in, uh, either because they are receiving structured data or they have very good scanning services uh, that can that can transmit it. Um, then over time they understand, well, you know, just to get the structured data as such is even better uh, than, than, than the scanning service. Uh, and, and so on and so forth, you know, and then you can integrate various elements in the structured data. And if you have the APIs, uh, you have, and, and on both sides, on our sides, of course, as well, uh, you can do a, a, a very quick forcing back. So theoretically, we are not yet at that point, but theoretically, it is possible that an application is sent now out to the agency from EasyGolf to an agency and the agency would be possible to receive it electronically, treat it automatically and then give a few seconds later the decision back and uh, says it's all okay. Now, that, that is not yet the case, <laughs> but that is the vision where we want to be. You know, that like 90 whatever percent of applications can be treated electronically at the end of the day. But that's the back-end process that has to that has to be done within the agency. EasyGolf is only the front-end where we make sure that, the, that, that, that it's easy for the company to interact with the government. Got it. And yeah, I mean, in the end, for the government agencies, it's pretty clear that data quality is better, it's improved, uh, less errors, and in the end, they also save time and money. So... It seems Absolutely. like a clear win-win. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I would add one point. One is the structured data, mm -hmm. but the other one is also how do you get to that structured data? Um, what we see in many cases is that you have some type of a form uh, that you just have to fill in. And that approach has a lot of uh, risks uh, in it and is in our view, not a good approach or not the, a better approach. There are better approaches than that. Uh, because first, we want, if you have um, basic data about a company, we want that this data is not plugged in by the company itself by hand. My, my company's name is X and my address is Z and whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, because you can all make all kinds of mistakes or you write in different places and whatever. Meanwhile, we have a, um, an enterprise uh, unique identifier system, the UID system mm -hmm. uh, from the Federal Office of Statistics. And EasyGov checks back with the registry there. You have a number from the company and takes the, the data from there and plugs it into any type of uh, procedure 
uh, that you want to do as a company. So already this data will never be asked from the company when it makes an application. That reduces not only the time that is necessary to do it, but it's also reducing the errors that can be done. And then you are sure that the, the agency that is somewhere over here that receives the requests has really high quality data because this is from another legally binding registry uh, coming out. And then another thing is um, when you, why these forms are, are, are not good, we want to have a guided process. We offer a guided process where questions are asked uh, to the company when they make an application. Mm -hmm. The idea behind is that usually you need to know something about the, the legal situation or conditions when you apply for whatever type of a procedure, you go through whatever type of procedures. Most people don't know these, uh, the, these uh, legal aspects. And so depending on uh, the answers to one or the other question, you go down a different path. And we want that the company automatically is taken on that path. And, and not like, you know, you're asked of 25 questions uh, that are actually not relevant if you respond to no uh, one before. But in normal forms, you have to fill in everything. You know, right. And you have no idea why is this and why is that. Actually, it's not even applicable to it. And so the, this type of support uh, that gives a very high level of security uh, to the to the user uh, that is is also very um, very well received. We get a lot of feedback from the users, and they 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 explicitly write about this. You know, I felt like I was taken by the hand, and and I was totally clear what I had to do and and how it worked, and and that's that's what we're aiming for. Nice. So this is so much more beyond just the pure data quality. It's Absolutely. much more also about the customer journey, as we see when we interview startups, right? Absolutely. And that's customer journey. Awesome customer journey. And the experience, yeah, that at the end you have a good feeling, you have yeah. done it, it's clear, and you really know what how this data came about. At the end, of course, it shows you all the data package that is established, and uh, it it creates a lot of um, uh, goodwill uh, when when they go through. Yeah. And you know, talking about support, um, we we talked about the challenges now. You know, not having a, a digital ID. Uh, also, the, the system in Switzerland, which can also be a, a supporter or a supporting function in that regard. Who else comes to mind when you think about the supporters of EasyGov? Who helped you to really get to the point where you are today? Well, number one, uh, definitely at the time, uh, it was the, the Minister of Economic Affairs, um, Federal Councillor Schneider Ammann. Uh, he uh, supported it from the very beginning. Uh, and. Uh, um, that was that was crucial uh, that we had to support. Then uh, we got immediate support from the business federations, uh, the two uh, large business federations uh, in Swiss, Switzerland. That's uh, that was another um, very early time uh, support we got. There are several member uh, members of parliament that are very interested in in it and and support it, which is also important uh, to have that kind of support. And and then slowly things are are building up. You know, the also the the organization uh, e-government uh, Switzerland. 
uh, that is an organization uh, constituted by federal, cantonal and municipal um, representatives. They supported it from day one as well. So th th those were key pillars of, of support from the beginning. Got it. Before we continue with the show, we'd like to introduce you to Swisspreneur's main partner, Clara Business, the digital all-in-one solution for small businesses. Managing internal processes manually and on paper wastes an incredible amount of time. That's why Clara digitizes everything, allowing you to focus on what really matters, your core business. Go to clara.ch to find out how your business administration can be simpler, faster, and more efficient. Again, that's clara.ch. And now, on with the show. So now let's walk us through the EasyGov platform from a startup perspective. So what can I as a startup actually do? Can you walk us through the life cycle and give us a few examples what I can actually do on the platform and how that makes my life easier? Sure. So you start, uh, you register yourself first as a person. And then afterwards, uh, you uh, see, do you already have an established company or not yet? If not yet, then you can uh, check uh, what do I need to do to establish a new company? Mm -hmm. uh, so it shows you what would be the best approach and the best uh, form. And then you can decide, yes, I want to do that. And then you can establish your company through the procedure that uh, is directly offered on the um, on the on the platform. That procedure uh, actually implies five parallel procedures to five different agencies, but you do only one procedure. This is another um, very big uh, advantage. Uh, to, to for EasyGov, which, by the way, even in centralized states uh, or se in centralized um, uh, solutions, is not automatically given. It does not mean that if you are in a in a in a um, in a centralized platform, that automatically, let's say, the the Ministry of Finance, uh, the the Business Registry, and the Social Insurance application, that you don't have to do three processes uh, individually. That is only if somebody step back, you know, puts bundles them. We call we we tell, we, we call it bundling, right. uh, bundling these processes because you see, yeah, you need all these five processes if you want to establish a company, but these five processes in itself have no connection, and so we guide it through one process, and at the end, data goes to five different agencies. So once you have done that, then you have um, established your company. Then afterwards, uh, you can do other um, uh, other things. Uh, of course, all the re business registry uh, changes uh, that you want to do one day, like changing the name, like changing the the, the address or whatever. Uh, then uh, we have a tool to uh, register your your brand, um, a connection to the intellectual. Uh, to the Institute of Intellectual Property Right. Um, we have uh, the possibility that you get a secured loan uh, that is uh, provided by a, a government-approved agency uh, that this uh, agency can uh, bring forward uh, a, a support uh, guarantee so that you can get a bank credit. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a lot of other uh, elements that uh, I've, I need to look at the list because we have over 30, 30 um, uh, procedures today, uh, what you can do with it. 
another another of course important part is the um, if you want to know uh, whether your your track record on payment uh, has been good or or not. Right. Uh, it's called in, in German the Betreibungsauszug, yeah. Betreibungsregister. So it's the registry of, of uh, legal pursuits uh, for, for uh, unpaid bills. Uh, that's a very important uh, procedure. Then you can indicate your salary uh, for uh, social insurance deduction. Um, and you can get, um, you can make uh, also information on the, on the, on the Gazette for business registry publications. That's like a different uh, thing beside the business registry right. uh, itself. So that's about that's approximately a third, a 30 uh, procedures. And every six months, we add uh, more uh, procedures. Nice. What's also really attractive to me as a startup is, you know, with all the, the five different services that you mentioned as example before, I go through your process once and then you distribute that to the relevant services. That way as a startup, I also don't forget to register anywhere where I'm supposed exactly. to. And that's super crucial because if I start my company for the first time, I might not know all the things that are actually out there that Absolutely. I need to take care of. So that's also fantastic to have everything in one place. Now with Corona that hit us uh, earlier this year, um, you also uh, established new forms of COVID loans, I think, through the platform. So can you also walk a bit, talk a bit more about how you support the companies on your platform in that regard? Yes, uh, the government has decided uh, early this year uh, to provide government-backed uh, bank loans. And uh, uh, that was done with the aim to support companies with liquidity in a very short time and uh, in a, in a, at the least bureaucratic way possible. So that was the, that was the, the idea. And the Minister of Finance, uh, Uli Maurer, uh, he said, I want to have, uh, I want to give the opportunity you can get this bank loan in, in an hour or, or in two hours, whatever, uh, but in really short time. And at the same time, uh, we have about 121 banks uh, participating in this program. Mm -hmm. And we needed to make sure that the application proce procedure would be very clear and simple and unified for everybody uh, in Switzerland. So the way we did this was through EasyGov. Uh, we established a procedure uh, in EasyGov so that everybody who would wanted to have a bank loan goes there, goes through a guided process, as I indicated it before. At the end, a credit agreement would be um, established and that one then you would send to the bank of your preference. And up to today, we have more than 135,000 uh, credit loans that were established uh, through this procedure. Nice. I also saw it and I think it looked fantastic. It was so easy and you can then just send the PDF to your bank and it was done. Right. That's the way yeah. it should be. And uh, yeah, we, we could even think about uh, making it better and, 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 and even more digital. Uh, but I have to indicate that this we had to do within about 14 days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, whoever has ever done a, an, a, an IT project, uh, it never takes 14 days. Uh, and maybe the very first prototype. Uh, and uh, the 14 days were included, uh, including in the 14 days were the establishment of the legal um, basis. So it, mean, it meant that 
the legal basis was done at the same time as we programmed the whole thing. So it was not that the programmer, usually they ask, what are the requirements? Right. Please tell us the requirements. Then we program it and we say to them, no, no, no. You know, we have a general idea, but the requirements are not clear. We will know them maybe like five days before we go live. And so we had to design everything in a way, yes, we build up as much as we can and we program as much as we can. And then certain modules we had to leave open and then to fill them at the very last moment when the political decisions were made. Wow. How were you able to pull that off? Because that's not what people think of when they think about a government IT project. Usually they think that takes <laughs> several years to complete, right? Not 14 days. Yes. Well, I have to say, uh, it, we have a, a very good team uh, uh, for e in EasyGov that is already there. And I think that was one important part, that we didn't have to come up with a new team and a new uh, approach, but it was built on, on, uh, on pre-existing, uh, a pre-existing team. And then we are working with private companies. Uh, so it's not the government who is programming and doing this stuff. Uh, we have uh, two companies that we are working with, uh, very well established uh, ways and procedures, and we know each other personally, and we know who is doing what. Uh, right. We have trust uh, uh, in each other, and we integrate these private companies from day one into the discussion. So they are their representatives are part of our internal discussions when it comes to the implementation and not just at the very end when you tell them, hey, you should do this, uh, then it's usually more complicated. But they are thinking with us from day one how we can do it in the best way, which was a great, great key to success. Got it. So now usually companies, they also use other services or work with other people like their bookkeepers, their accountants. In what way does EasyGov also uh, offer any, uh, you know, integrations with these uh, third-party providers? Yes, this is an important part because, as you say, most of the companies work in one way or the other with third-party providers. And uh, they have the opportunity to give to these third-party providers the mandate to work for them on the EasyGov platform. Uh, either be it for one particular service uh, to do one particular type of procedure or in general do everything for them on the platform. It's a very easy process how to, you mandate somebody else uh, that they can uh, work on your behalf. Got it. So if you had to summarize why a startup should use EasyGov in three points, which three points would you mention if you had to choose only three? <laughs> Well, there is no easier way than, than through EasyGolf. And there is no cheaper way because everything else will cost you more money and more time. Uh, talking about cost, what does it cost to use EasyGolf? The platform is free of charge uh, to use it. Uh, then, of course, each application in itself with that particular agency can cost something as it does also when you do it through any other uh, way or sure. of means, but the platform itself is free of charge. Have you thought about asking for money to use the platform or why did you choose to go for a free model? Yeah, no, we didn't. I mean, we, we considered that, but uh, we clearly ruled it out. The, the interesting element is that the running cost of that platform is very much stable uh, compared to the number of procedures 
we have on it. Right. So whether we have 10 or 20 or 30 or 50, it doesn't really change a lot uh, in terms of, uh, of procedures, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of costs. And, uh, and so what we want to have is as much, as many procedures as possible to be on the platform. Then of course, this would distribute along all these procedures. And uh, what we proposed to the parliament was uh, this should be free of charge and it shall be available to everybody. It will also boost digitalization as such because mm -hmm. companies maybe who were less uh, digital in the past, they go on the website and they register and they see, oh, this is quite easy. I can do that. I don't need uh, to be uh, in any way IT trained to, to do these procedures and helps them to get on the way of, of digitalizing themselves. And uh, it was clearly supported politically uh, that uh, there should be no charge. Was there also any sort of business case where he said, hey, if we get so and so many companies on board, that's the amount of time and also money in the end that we can save in our government agencies? Or didn't you do any of these calculations? Yes, we have uh, every couple of years, uh, uh, we do an, um, a review, or actually it's the, it's the University of St. Gallen who has done uh, the review to, they, they make an exact um, uh, assessment of how much time do you uh, effectively need less uh, when you go through an EasyGov procedure compared with a normal procedure. Then they, um, once they have compared that, then they calculate how many people effectively used it and, um, uh, and how many people, uh, how many procedures were done. And so they calculate for each year, uh, uh, compared to the cost, uh, what was the, the net gain. And we always had many, now I don't remember the exact number, but we have always had a, a net gain of, of several, um, uh, million Swiss francs where the general overall benefit is much much higher than the than the use and also the the customer base uh, had to grow up we also have to see that we started from zero mm -hmm. at the end of the, it was the really end of 2017 uh, now we are at about 32000 uh, users uh, more or less companies uh, using this registry um, uh, registered users and um, uh, and so the more companies we have, the more uh, uh, monetized uh, value this brings. And we can show effectively that this is way, way bigger uh, value pr uh, provided than the cost uh, it, it, it costs. Absolutely. So I think the advantages, they are very obvious and clear. You already mentioned in the beginning that, you know, people that don't see all the advantages, but also want to highlight some uh, of the drawbacks, basically, they focus mainly on privacy. So obviously, you also collect some uh, data with your platform. So how do you actually protect the privacy and what do you do with the data that you collect through the platform? Yes, there are different aspects to this. Now, number one is, of course, all the data are stored within the government uh, um, uh, protected, firewall protected uh, uh, servers and so on. That's very important. So this is not with any third party uh, providers. This is not uh, the private company that I mentioned before. They are just doing the development uh, of, uh, of the platform, but the data and the running of the data, the operations of the data is done by the government, the federal government itself. So that, that is, a, is an important part uh, for, for the safety. And then 
the other element is that the company itself can always see what are the kind of data stored, uh, what is the data that is uh, that is there. The data that is there, we have to say, is only um, stored there for, for the customer's uh, own benefit. So this is not for any other use. No other government agency can just access uh, this data. Uh, this is exclusively stored for the user himself so that when the next time he goes on, not everything has to be retyped. Right. And of course, the company is always free to eliminate everything, delete the account, and all the data is deleted and eliminated. Makes sense. You already mentioned the usage that you currently have. So we are also curious to hear about the future. What big features have you planned over the next months and years? Uh, anything that you can share with us on the roadmap? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so in uh, in the winter uh, 21, 22, uh, and probably it will be in about uh, January, February uh, 21, uh, we will have a new service, a very important uh, service uh, that is actually by a, a department uh, colleague uh, within SECO that uh, is responsible for the um, applications for the uh, uh, irregular hours. So if you, if you work, if you have employees that work in the evening or they work during nights or they work on Sundays, then you need a special um, permit to do that. You have to make an application and then you get the permit that, that these people can work during that time. And that will be offered through EasyGov. And what is a little bit uh, particular here is that it will be the only exclusive way how to uh, make that uh, application. So there is no paper-based uh, procedure. You have to do it digital. And there is the, the only the EasyGov uh, portal, which we hope will also draw more companies on the site. And then because they want to do one this one particular procedure, and then they can see, oh, I already have all these data from my company there, and I see I have other procedures, I could also do other uh, uh, procedures. So we, we think like in Amazon, you book, you pay <laughs> one book and then you see, yeah, this other book is also interesting. Why I, why don't I buy this one too? This is kind of this cross-selling idea we, we apply uh, here. So that's uh, that's for, for then. Then another uh, very important element is that uh, during the year 2020, uh, 21 and uh, or until 22, we will start progressively with um, uh, uh, permits for foreign workers uh, that uh, companies have to request for when they want to employ uh, a foreigner to work uh, uh, within Switzerland in a, in a company. Uh, this type of procedure only exists in an electronic way in about four or five cantons in Switzerland. Uh, so in the large majority of the cantons, you cannot do this in any digital way. And uh, as it is not always clear to whom to make the application, EasyGov will also give a big uh, support here. This, this is an, another principle that we want to, um, and that we implement into all procedures. The company should never need to know in advance which one is the responsible agency. Yeah. Uh, because maybe you don't know, you know, like uh, you're a company that has the official seat in place A, 
you have a subsidiary in place B within Switzerland and you have a foreigner working in place B but is living actually in place Z. So now the question is, to whom shall I make this application so that this person can effectively live in Switzerland and be here? This is not obvious. If you don't know the legal basis, you don't know. <laughs> that means EasyGov automatically has all these uh, rules and regulations programmed. You don't need to know it. You just have to say, I need to uh, employ, you give you, you have the data from your company, data from the others, and the system automatically determines, actually at the end, data will be sent to this agency. That's the right uh, one. And on the other hand, this, these procedures uh, are quite complex. Uh, so there are lo there's lots of data involved and involved, and it's, it's, not, it's not easy and not an easy uh, proce procedure. And there, um, this digital guided process will be of even bigger importance than, than, uh, than anything else before. Got it. So this really makes me confident about the future of Switzerland to have a good navigator through the jungle sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> we hope so too. Right. So thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes of EasyGov. I think that was a really interesting journey to listen to and to learn more about. Before we wrap up the episode, I have five rapid fire questions for you. Great. I either give you a selection or a short question and you can answer in one or two sentences. Are you ready? Ready. Apple, Google or Microsoft? Personally, Apple. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, it gives a customer experience in an integrated way that uh, for me is, is, is just uh, the, the most convenient. I totally understand that in terms of a, a, a freedom searching uh, uh, um, system, it, it, it is not necessarily uh, uh, the best. But it, it, it's interesting. This is also a discussion when I talked before about the ecosystem, mm -hmm. uh, where we see that highly centralized or guided system like Apple, uh, they are moving more and more to ecosystem orientation. I mean, they had to do that with their app stores and so on. They have to do it more and more with their iOS and how it works together with other systems and so on. So they, 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 they are gradually uh, going over there. But as a user, um, I'm very happy to have everything integrated, well-functioning and, and, uh, and so on. But of course, you know, uh, the, the, the combination that, uh, that you gave uh, was a, was a f uh, let's say, an interesting combination because that you mentioned also Google, if I understand right, which in my view is not really an either or uh, uh, question because I use both, of course. <laughs> uh, Apple doesn't offer um, uh, the, these type of services. Uh, and so I think we will need all of them, although I hope we will get um, a higher diversity of these, uh, of these very strategic tech offerings. Uh, at the moment, uh, it's quite concentrated, and um, uh, I'm. But I'm confident that uh, this will this will change, and we will see more players uh, on the board. 
who knows, maybe also a Swiss or at least a European uh, company playing along there. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, uh, that is uh, that is quite a challenge. Uh, uh, if I had to make a bet, I would rather say we will see first uh, Chinese companies uh, on that uh, level and that uh, board. Uh, but the more we are getting into ecosystems uh, approaches uh, where you can actually have like niche players playing strategically important roles or off making offerings, mm-hmm. the more uh, I think also European players will, will come in. Got it. The next question for you, uh, lakes or mountains? Uh, <laughs> both. <laughs> I like uh, <laughs> la- mountain lakes. <laughs> Perfect combination. <laughs> Absolutely. That doesn't need to be any exclusion to it. Makes sense. Zurich or Bern, if you had to choose one? Well, I live in, I live in Bern. I like Bern very much. I lived uh, also a couple of years in, in Zurich. But uh, Bern has a smallness that, uh, that I like. Yeah. Got it. What makes you smile? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. And uh, whenever I see that uh, things fall in place, that uh, makes me smile. And where do you go to think? I like to think when walking uh, and uh, I like to think um, like in a un, uh, let's say, it's not that I foresee now I will go to think about this, but it's, it's happening. Yeah, it's like uh, subconsciously, you know, you walk around, you meet people. If, if, if life is, has, doesn't have is not super busy, you know, is if, if you're not stressed uh, or under pressure uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can just, you know, you just go for a walk and I'm, without any type of goal, uh, no goal orientation, then things happen. This is very interesting. That's where the magic happens. Absolutely. <laughs> Martin, thank you so much for taking us on the journey about EasyGov. It was a pleasure talking to you. And we wish you all the best and lots of success for the future. Thank you very much. It was a great honor to be with you. Now that you've finished listening to the episode, why not top it off with a quick rating on Apple Podcasts? It's one of the best things that you can do to help us reach more entrepreneurs just like you.